Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Discerninghearts.com presents St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul with Dan Burke, who is the founder and president of the Avila Institute for Spiritual Formation. He's also the co-host of the Divine Intimacy radio show with his wife, Stephanie. He is the author and editor of more than 17 books on Catholic spirituality, including Devil in the Castle, the book on which this series is based. St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul, with Dan Burke. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Dan, thank you again for joining me in this conversation about St. Teresa of Avila's Interior Castle and the tremendous book you've written, The Devil in the Castle, St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul. That's the goal, right? Progress of the soul? Yeah, uh, we were made for union with him. We weren't made to languish and sort of circle the drain our whole lives. Uh, We were made to uh, get out of the drainage system, you know, and to uh, rise with him in union. It's really a beautiful thing. We're created for glory. And um, it's a joy to work with you because, uh, you know, discerning hearts, I think it's a, a union with God engine, right? A, a factory. That's the way to think about it. I think we both mm-hmm. have, well, you've got a factory and I've got a factory and the goal is to produce saints. And so, uh, but but truly, beyond what we do, the entire divine economy is ordered that we might know union, and he gave his life for that, and um, it's just such a gift to talk about it, and to talk with you about it, and to, you know, to live the life. I mean, I'm speaking for you, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty amazing life to live that we get to um, just give so much time to shedding light on all that the people of God need to know union with him. Yeah, that progress of the soul, it's its encouragement, it's to offer help. And the soul really can't do it alone. It, it's not meant to be. Even when you think of St. Anthony of the Desert, Saint, the, the great St. Anthony of uh, long ago, even he needed others. You know, I think at Athanasius and all the, or Athanasius. So it depends on what part of the world you're yeah. in, how you're going to pronounce it. But the, um, you're, you're not meant to have to go on this journey alone. And how wonderful that the spiritual director of Teresa of Avila insisted that she write these things down. Yeah, you you reminds me of a quote from St. Catherine of Siena, uh, well, God the Father through her, where he said that uh, I have created you in such a way that you're insufficient in and of yourself to be, to know salvation, meaning I need you, you need me, we need each other. And even hermits, as you mentioned, desert dwelling hermits, uh, always have spiritual directors and caregivers kind of on the periphery that uh, take care of them, make sure they don't go crazy and um, 
that they eat and and have all the sustenance they need but yeah we need each other that's that's uh that's been one of the big lessons for me spiritually even i'm growing it because i grew up in the tumult where my instinct was people hurt and so so that beyond being an introvert you know you're always sort of moving away from people naturally but that's not the way to heaven we have to move toward one another we have to fight toward one another we have to stay in challenges and and uh, Teresa even speaks of these things regarding how we how we uh, treat others and how do we speak to others and and uh, it's it's part of the journey it's part of learning to love which is the ultimate measure I said it before I think this is why your book is important the devil in the castle because for many people, because they do want to progress in the relationship, they will hear about the interior castle. They may encounter this wonderful saint who's so engaging and so joy-filled and her writing is so incredible that you may miss some of her very important teachings about what can happen in prayer if we're not careful, if we don't have a guide, and especially when it comes to temptation. And when we're talking about the fifth mansion, this is one where you really do need to have some help because I've said it before, I've confessed it. When I first read it, I thought, yes, this is exactly the mansion. I Forget about those other ones. Those were nice, but this is the one that's speaking to me. And then, and it took time and it was hard and it was a stumbling when I realized, oh no, Oh, no, no, I'm not there. But I continue to desire to want to be someday. And that's the and key, I, right? That, yeah. that, that she even argues that the reason she writes is to give you exactly what you received, which is we have a, if we don't, if we don't understand it or know it's possible, we don't desire it. And if we don't desire it, we don't aspire to it. And if we don't aspire to it, we won't know it because there's a requirement that, of the, that we must be open you know, for God to, to, we must invite him, we must engage with him to climb. And so, yeah, so the fact, you know, I don't know, you uh, can't be too overly self-critical, right? Because the fundamental effect happened. And then because you're, this is the gift of living constancy in the interior life. What happened to you happened to me too. But the constancy staying in working for humility allows you to be open to hear ah no you're not there you're still at the front door or wherever you, mm -hmm. I, that's where i was when i discovered i wasn't actually in i was you know i was just receiving uh, you know encouragement from the lord but uh one one of the challenges with teresa i think uh is everyone should read her there's no doubt about that I think this book makes it easier than any other book I've ever read because it gives you insights and perspective on who she is. And Dr. Lillis does a great job in the forward of, you know, obviously setting things up, but it, it strips out a lot of the distractions. Um, so her personality is beautiful, but her writing is challenging, uh, especially because she does the bunny trail thing in the, in the fifth mansion she 
you know, <laughs> well, all, all through it, really, she she does a lot of bunny trails. So it can be. She's a woman. I get well, that. I do that all the time, Dan. You were, but you were very capable of thinking in a linear fashion. But yeah, I mean, women think more holistically, right? Where mm-hmm. the the bunny trails are tying in other ideas and and. Um, but even woman to woman, those can be confusing, right? Where you're mm-hmm. trying to go, wait, yep. because the book gives the illusion, and, and it's true in some sense, that there's this systematic way, right? But the truth is, even uh, as she talks about locutions, which I think are in the sixth mansion, if I remember right, the, the, they're, they're not limited to the sixth mansion, you know? Um, charismatic experiences, not limited to the sixth mansion. It's just, she's going through a process. It's generally true that she's revealing the progress of the soul. That is generally true and specifically true in certain cases, but also she covers topics as she thinks of them that maybe are more true for this mansion, but that aren't limited. So that in and of itself, aside from her communication style, has some complexity to it. But she's she's also an author like John of the Cross. Uh, I, for some reason, I always think of, I always associate you with Catherine of Siena, and I don't know what it is. But I'm okay with that. I like her. Yeah, I, 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 like I just that. get the sense that she's one of your buddies. So you know, um, the depth and breadth of their thought is imbued with revelations of God, which we are finite creatures, he's infinite. And so they're constantly giving us these windows to the infinite. And that's why I think when we pick it up year one, it's a totally different read than year six. You know, year mm-hmm. one, maybe we're not doing mental prayer. Year two, we are. Year three, we pick it up. It's totally different. Year six, it's totally different. But it's because of the windows to the infinite that new things are always revealed. As I mentioned before we got on the show, I was consoled myself by reading the book and preparing for our conversation because there's just, you can't. Uh, you know, all of these things are also prepared for you when you're ready for them. That's mm-hmm. another secret, if you will, to understanding my- mystical theology. It's so ex- experiential that you can read it and miss things over and over and over. And then the time when you're ready, he will unveil. Now look at this wisdom I gave to her. And and so that's also another factor in and it, I think it can be frustrating if we're too prideful as we approach the text and not knowing out front, look, you're not going to understand all of this. And it's okay. That's You are not broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're not doomed. You're not, there's, you know, it isn't really about you in a sense. And it is also about you in the sense that you're, you, your job is to seek him. Spiritual reading is just one of the disciplines, one of the few disciplines that all of us must undertake to grow spiritually. And you do it faithfully and he decides what applies when and what fruit comes. 
and it's just this ever it's like walking through a garden and a beautiful garden that you helped to plant right and god planted or whatever day you know monday and then tuesday you walk through the garden and everything's changed in it but it's all beautiful and different which makes it even more beautiful and then wednesday it's all different but it's beautiful um it's just uh, that's just the mercy of god you know as long as we stay in the garden he'll keep mm -hmm. revealing new new and more beautiful things to us Boy, what a great way to look at it. I, I love that. I'm glad we have that down so people can listen to it and go back and think about it. Because in this mansion in particular, in this particular chapter on the battles of the fifth mansion, but there's something about this one. It speaks to just about everybody that probably is listening to us because there's a holy, pious intention of heart, I am certain, when people are at this point and they're striving, and they they're want to be, have that close union. But boy, the traps, the things that can happen. And it's in, the devil is in this area, because as you know, 90% of diabolical activity is temptation. Yes. And this is really a place where temptation, oh, wow, it, it's going after that soul, isn't it? Yeah, and and, and uh, as I think I repeated a number of times, and and she repeats, which means it's worth repeating. the The enemy knows the deeper you get in, the more damage you can do to uh, him and his plans, and the more good you can do for the souls around you. So there are times when the intensity increases. Uh, because of that, you know, at the, at the, at the outer court before one enters is one of those. I think this is one of those, and it's a transitional time, which is disorienting. Uh, the transition from the purgative to the illuminative is, is fundamentally disorienting to the person, particularly if they're not well-formed and they don't really understand what's going on. It really helps when you understand what's going on, but it doesn't make, it's still hard because you, you know, you, reading about it and experiencing and living it is, you know, it's like it's like looking at a beautiful painting of uh, of a landscape or something. And uh, I, I think I may have mentioned this when we first started this 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 series. Albert Bierstadt's um, Estes Park is one of my favorites, but I've actually been with the painting depicts, been to the place, mm -hmm. and so you can talk and paint and analogize and what if that's even a word all of these different ways that we do this but living it is is a, is is a, another thing and it's you reference back and you think okay is this exactly right or what's going on and that's why we have spiritual directors right i mean mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. important for us to have objective parties outside of us where we can say okay, I had this weird experience in prayer. I don't quite get it. Uh, can you help me walk through this? You know, and somebody who's with you praying as they're talking with you, as they're listening to you and invoking the Holy Spirit and seeking that wisdom to unpack. We'll return to St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul with Dan Burke in just a moment. 
Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. A Love Song by St. Teresa of Avila Majestic Sovereign, Timeless Wisdom Your kindness melts my hard, cold soul Handsome lover, selfless giver Your beauty fills my dull, sad eyes I am yours, you made me I am yours, you called me I am yours, you saved me I am yours. You loved me. I will never leave your presence. Give me death. Give me life. Give me sickness. Give me health. Give me honor. Give me shame. Give me weakness. Give me strength. I will have whatever you give. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul with Dan Burke. This is where Teresa is so good for us to hear today, too. It's important to have a spiritual director that understands this type of movement. And I want to be very careful about how I say this because it's just more of an observation on my part than anything else. So you correct me, Dan, okay? We have to be very careful of a programmatic type of formation, even for a spiritual director, because it's actually, Paul de la Colombier would point out, it's God is the one that chooses the soul to accompany the other soul. And it's a real deep listening. And it's important when I say programmatic is that sometimes we take, for example, the Uh, teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola, who, as you 
bring forward in the book and remind everybody. I mean, he was very instrumental in the formation of his confreres, and they ended up helping Teresa and many of the Carmelites in Spain at that time to be able to discern what is happening. And yet for Teresa, there's also this element of the allowing God to work in that soul that is going to probably, in cases, be outside of the box. We can't put God in a box. So you have a way, an ideal, in how Ignatius will give us certain parameters, but you also have to blend that with what God is doing in that. So it requires a lot of deep listening. And I think that's why guys like John of the Cross were so important for Teresa eventually, because she needed for her order those who could understand all the different elements. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, I, I, you're just reminding me of living flame of love. Um, and, uh, and he spent a lot of time uh, really, I, I want to use railing against, I don't know if that's unfair to him, but he's so vehement and repetitive. It, it almost seems like he's troubled and fighting against something that's really common in his time. Mm-hmm. And that is an abuse of an overly systematic kind of approach to leading the soul where you know so for instance if i have someone who comes to me uh, and asks for a direction i'm carmelite primarily we do use and teach ignatian discernment but it's like a it's more like i'm a carpenter and i have a tool in my belt and that's discernment of spirits so the i'm a carpenter part is an i'm a carmelite part so i get my primary sustenance spiritually from carmelite tradition so if I had a Benedictine come to me, um, I, I, I've read the rule of St. Benedict. I'm a, I'm, I, I'm a, a Benedict uh, admirer in a, in a very high degree. He was so important for the church. Um, have a good sense of Benedictine uh, prayer and spirituality, which has affected me. I think that uh, in particular, Lexio Divina, and that, that is so strong in Benedictine tradition is I teach that, you know, so I wouldn't, I would be super sensitive, for instance, with a person in Benedictine tradition, that if there was a book, if they were struggling with something, and I wanted them to read and reflect on an idea, I would, I would go, okay, this is a Benedictine text, uh, similar with a um, Dominican, you know, I would refer them to Garagou Lagrange before I would refer them to Father Pierre-Marie Eugène, you know, uh, uh, Dominican and Carmelite respectively. So it's, but, so I'm speaking at a very practical level. Now let's go to the more divine. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the Holy Spirit's the protagonist, mm-hmm. not the director, you know? Right. And, you, you, a director has to think of themselves as a servant to the soul, as a servant to the Holy Spirit, not above, but below, not, not puppeteer, but the washer of the feet, you know, and that is not usually the disposition of people who think, you know, oh, I should be a spiritual director. I'm thinking, well, then probably not. <laughs> Yeah. I always, I always love. We have a spiritual direction school at the Avil Institute called the Heart of Christ, and uh, this I always tell the students. I teach the three of the four introductory courses, and I always tell them, if you think 
I'm, I should be telling other people how to live their life spiritually. You're not likely called or you're disordered and you need to be healed. If you are doubting that you could ever do it, you're the one that I'm interested in talking to. That's it. It's that humility. It's realizing that I'm nothing. I know I'm loved. Mm -hmm. I might be a nothing, but I'm loved. I know otherwise I wouldn't be here. God, you know, called you into existence. It's that humility, that self-knowledge. And ultimately, isn't it, Dan, a Marian art that we're all called to the great whatever, do whatever. Yes. You know, if you want to give me gifts today, well, then praise you, Lord, and may I do whatever that is. If you don't want to give me gifts today, if you want to pull them back, then praise God. And I know that's what's best for me. What are your thoughts about that? No, I mean, she's the ultimate. Yes, I should say she's the ultimate. I mean, she is the preeminent disciple of Jesus and her simple, clear utterances of the heart reflect exactly what our hearts should reflect, you know, do unto me uh, as you will, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever is your will, Lord. And then in this chapter, even we talk about the, what protects you from all of these deceptions, um, what protects you from the more subtle deceptions, uh, the temptations of light, which we also talked about in the last chapter, are uh, self awareness, self Godward self-awareness and humility, those two things. It's almost like, you know, I, I haven't watched any sort of science fiction movie in like a hundred years, but the, I remember the, usually the spaceships have some kind of big shield on the out, uh, that this sort of invisible sphere that protects them from, every, you know, onslaughts of the enemy. And then, and then there's the strength of the vehicle itself. Humility and self-awareness are like that big shield mm. around the outside. Uh, Godward self-awareness. There, when that is there, it's hard to get in. No, the devil has no power over a perfectly humble soul. None, uh, and I do mean that. Uh, he 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 has no direct ability to manipulate that soul uh, because there are no handles. There are no, uh, you know. I mean, it's just that soul has been purified so much. So, and humility and self, uh, humility and Godward self-knowledge are are recip are uh, symbiotic uh, virtues that strengthen one another. And and you know, like how does it work practically? Well, living by a rule of life, which we also talked about in the last yeah. last show. Um, testing yourself in a daily exam and against that rule so that you you can't delude yourself into you know i weigh myself every day so there's not it's not possible for me to say but i've been eating so well what's happened <laughs> you know it's just not possible yeah. um yeah. It, what's only possible is that i that i'm deluding myself to thinking i'm eating well um, when I'm really not, and I'm not think, remembering well, but the true true awareness and being awake is is being in the presence of God and saying, "Lord, I want nothing but you show me what is deficient in me." And and those who are those who are practicing a healthy spiritual life um, every night do an examination, almost all, very often in the 
uh, in Compline in the Liturgy of the Hours, or a formal you know exam, and then every day reset the compass when they get up. It's like okay, and uh, that helps to keep you awake, and, along with the other spiritual disciplines that we've talked a lot about, the sacraments, that sort of thing. But that keeps awareness high and humility high because you're constantly going, okay, need to adjust that. Okay, a little off here, Lord help me. I don't want that to happen again tomorrow. Wasn't so kind. I don't want that to happen again tomorrow. Eight was a little gluttonous. I don't want that happening again tomorrow. It, it just keeps you from these trends of self-destruction. And uh, that's what in the fifth mansion, in the higher orders, you have to guard against. Uh, you know, I had a, a situ I, I deal with a lot of different convents and uh, religious and all of that. And there was one who uh, they were cloistered nuns, and they would run the um, the uh, the the lay people that support them crazy finding just the right jelly and 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 there was very insistent that even though there was one form of jelly that they must have at from one store and another form of jelly across the town they must have from another store they must have them this is an example and it may seem very trifling we can get attached to the most insignificant things mm -hmm. like so these women are so holy and, and, you know, sleep on straw mats, even today, like these are, this is not easy stuff. They're, they don't have shoes, you know, all of this, but the soul is always, you know, the broken part of us is always moving toward two things. One is God, I think naturally, but also attachment. You know, if we don't, if the pieces of us that are not fully his are always looking to grab onto something that gives us a comfort that really should only come from God. And, mm -hmm. and if we're aware and awake, you know, we'll be free of those things eventually. You've been listening to St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul with Dan Burke. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. Also, you can view the video of our conversation by visiting the Discerning Hearts YouTube channel. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you find us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul with Dan Burke.